views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Super, super welcome to all of you out there. Welcome, 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 as I like to say, (laughs) to the Dr. Pat Show Transformation Talk Radio and to my buddy, Mr. Benny Mathers. Benny, glad to have you back. Hey, Pat, doing well and good to be back. It's uh, man, it's a week off and I loved every minute of it, but I missed you more. Oh, did you really? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You know, I have to say we did put Taylor through the paces as you should. I think. So how was it playing ball five days a week or as many days? Oh, it was pretty good. We didn't do as well as we hoped, but, you know, it was the experience and uh, yeah. already looking forward to next year. Yeah. And did you get to see our buddy Valerie? I did. We uh, had dinner together and we caught, caught Ryback up like old, old buddies, like, you know, like a pair of shoes. You know what I mean? I got it like a pair of shoes. Except yeah. she's got like probably has a really uh, southern drawl right about now. Well, she I always had imagine. one, you know. Yeah, That's where she, she came did. from. And then moved up here, moved back, and then uh, she also visited another couple show hosts uh, when she uh, went over and visited uh, Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell from, uh, in uh, Florida the week before. Yeah. So she's been a little uh, jet setter too. Uh, there we go. There we go. And uh, it's it's inspiring me mm-hmm. to uh, do a little bit more jet setting, which I don't know about the jet setting, but I know I am going to be doing a bunch of live events again, which is kind of cool. Uh, Benny, I got to tell you, this show is a show that you and I could probably listen to for a lot of hours. The end of stress. The end. The end of stress. Not the beginning. Not the middle. Like the end. Uh, I want to just say to everybody, I'm so, so thrilled to be doing this show with my very special guest joining me here today. You know, there are a lot a lot of people that take their message out into the world. But, you know, Don Joseph Goey joining me here today has written a book, The End of Stress. Is it even possible? Is it possible? Is it possible? But first, before we get to the end. We're going to talk about what does stress really mean. I'm going to date myself for a minute before I actually introduce him. When I was in HR in corporate America, here, here, here I remember having to make an argument um, to, to the leadership uh, at the phone company uh, to make sure that stress was the kind of thing that got covered under employee assistant programs. Now, why was that so? Well, it wasn't too long ago, if, if you all really need to know, the truth about this, where if you said to anybody in your organization that you were in a stressful kind of situation, they would tell you to leave your problems at the door. 
they would tell you that, you know what, everybody's got stress. What's the big deal? Just get over it. Suck it up. We got a job to do here. Now, many of you are saying, hello, you know, Pat, it's really clear you haven't been in corporate America for a while because guess what? They're still saying it. But joining me here today and talking about his fabulous, fabulous book, The End of Stress, Four Steps to Rewire Your Brain, is Don. Now, who is he? Now, now, and why would he know a lot about this? Guess what? I can't even, be, I, I can't even begin to talk about you know, where he has been and what he has seen. Managed the Department of Psychiatry at Stanford Medical School. I, I don't know if we beat Stanford this weekend. Uh, ran a regional emergency medical services system. 12 years headed an internationally recognized institute that pioneered an approach to catastrophic life events. He has worked with some of the most stressful situations on earth with people facing terminal illness, parents struggling with the loss of a child, prisoners adjusting to a life sentence, refugees, genocide, you name it. So why is it that he felt so compelled to write the book, The End of Stress? What is it about this message that he wants all of us to understand? Now, my favorite topic workplace stress, the loss of a job, the pressure of thinking you'll lose your job, uh, demands that are made at work that none of us really even understand, deadlines that change every five minutes. And everyone, everyone is included. The other part of the situation, how about our kids? What the heck are we doing to them? Don, we have got a lot to talk about today. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you very much, Pat. I don't even know where to start, but I do want to start with you if I could, before we get into the problem. I did a brief introduction of your journey. Just and really it was brief because I can't even imagine, you know, being in places that you've been in. Um, and I guess what I want to do is I want to ask you about the comment I meant or made earlier about the fact that I remember arguing with the board that they they should include the category. Believe me, it was a little category back then of stress. And I can't tell you how many rejections there were to even have it part of a conversation that a truly certified psychologist might have with an employee. It wasn't even understood. And I'm not going back very far. Tell me what has changed in your view. What is happening? Well, the the thing that's um, been such a driving force uh, in this field is that it really is possible for us to to change the the, the very neurocircuitry in our brain that leads to a life of stress. And when I'm talking about that leads to a life of stress, I'm talking about the kind of problems that, that you alluded to. I mean, the very serious problems. You know, stress hormones actually shrink the higher brain uh, functions that make us intelligent. They switch our emotional set point to negative. Um, you know, locking us into the fight, flight, or freeze emotions. They seriously damage our cardiovascular system. They screw around with our chromosomes. They impair our immune system. They kill brain cells. And they eventually will kill us if we don't do something about it. And when it comes to corporations, you know, when a, when a corporate, as you know, as, as heading up at HR, when you're hiring an employee, you're really hiring that person's brain. You're hoping it's a really smart brain that's capable of a lot of creative insight, 
that can think out of the box, that can work through problems, that can maintain all of those higher brain functions that, that execute, consistently execute. But what we now know is, is that you hire that brain and you put them into an high-pressure, uh, inherently stressful work environment that over a period of, of, of a few years, they're going to lose that brain function. They're, they're going to begin to become less powerful than they were when you first hired them. And if you look at brain scans of these people, it's like flying over uh, New York City at night and looking down on all the lights. That's a brain that's operating at optimum. And then imagine comparing that to flying over Nebraska over the farm farmland with the little hamlets here and there, a few lights on. That's the brain function that, uh, of somebody who's chronically stressed. And if you compare the, you know, you the math between the two, that's how much brain power you're losing inside of a company. And so we're all waking up to that fact. Yeah. We're, we're losing yeah. a great deal. Yeah. I want to ask you a question. And, you know, it's, it, it, and we're going to talk a lot about your book and a lot about what you recommend. You know, one of the things that seems to be uh, uh, under the microscope now since the death of uh, Robin Williams, um, and others, by the way, not just Robin Williams, but people that are in our pop culture, you know, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, uh, Corey Monteith, you know, these are people and, that have been out in the forefront right now. And the three of them happen to be men. But back in the day, as Mr. Benny likes to say, a lot of them were women, Marilyn Monroe, a Judy Garland. And the reason I, I'm bringing them up, because I, I think our pop culture represents an aspect of our consciousness. You know, what is it that we find so compelling to escape from uh, with uh, with drugs? And, and, and not that I'm not familiar with this, but what is it that's happening in our world where people are so devastated, you know, about life that they have to get some relief just to get through the day? Well, you know, the, the, the biggest problem uh, that we have as human beings is fear. Huh. Um, and fear, you know, the stress, the stress response system, that's the yeah. system in the brain that, that gets, makes us worried, makes us anxious, makes us pessimistic, yeah. um, makes us do things in our relationships that require forgiveness on the part of the other person. All of those things are generated from an impulse a fear. Uh, it, biologically, some form of fear has to be present for that stress response system to kick in. And, uh, you know, we, we live in a world that uh, generates a lot of fear around us. Um, and, you know, the larger part of it, uh, as it turns out, is mind-made. You know, it's, yeah. it's, we, we think our way into fearful, stressful mind, a mindset that, you know, uh, multiplies the smallest matter, turns into catastrophic thinking. And, you know, studies, research shows that 85% of what we worry about and stress over never happens. Wow, yeah. Wow, 85? 85% of what we worry about never happens. And the 15% that does happen, 79% of us are surprised at how well we actually handled the situation and resolving it. Which yeah, means wow. that ninety-seven percent of the time, what we're afraid of doesn't actually exist, except in our heads. And that's where the—that that sounds like bad news. But what the good news is, is that you change that mindset from one that's 
you know, worried and fearful, you change that mindset in a deliberate kind of way, your brain actually changes to shift the autopilot from one that's habitually stressing to one that doesn't. And then what, what begins to happen is that your, your default or your brain's autopilot shifts to, to something that gives you a much higher quality of life. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's the difference between um, anxiety and being calm. It's mm-hmm. the difference between having a creative insight when you have a problem instead of worrying about it. It's a default that takes you from pessimism into optimism so that you, you're more optimistic about what your chances are because the research shows your chances are really good, you know. It's, it's like moving. It's like a yeah. change in which you begin to move forward yeah. as, you, as you face a problem instead of getting paralyzed, getting stuck oh. in fear. And the health implications are enormous. It's the difference between a lot of acute and, and, and uh, illnesses that are becoming chronic that stress produces. And all of that change that I just talked about, all that positive change in, in the quality of the life that you're living are, are produced through a specific kind of change in mindset that anybody can make. And that change in mindset as you make it, actually changes your brain, rewires your brain to give you those more positive, Mm -hmm. more successful kinds of experiences as you face the ups and downs that the world's going to throw at you. Because, you know, the main main thing to realize is that the world isn't going to change. The world (laughs) is, you know, the way it is. Its job is to present you with problems. Mm. But But the power of your attitude, when you really focus on the power of attitude as you face a problem and the way you relate to, to a problem... You change it from from fearful attitude to one that that's more peaceful, that's more positive. Your brain changes, and then what ends? What happens within your brain is that control of your brain shifts from those lower brain circuits that where that stress response system is getting activated repeatedly to the higher brain, where the uh, you know where, uh, we call them executive functions. That, the, the functions of the brain that allow you to solve your problems, to achieve your goals. The better angels of your nature reside, makes you more, more loving, easier to get along with. All of the, the part of your brain that, that, give, that makes, energizes you, that, that give, makes you healthy. All of those brain circuits then begin to light up. So it's like, as I said, now your brain looks like on a brain scan, like you're flying over New York City instead of the... the the farmland of Nebraska where there aren't any lights on. And all of that can happen um, within four to six weeks, four to eight weeks at the most, if you're, if you're working deliberately at making this change in mindset. And we could talk m- more about what's involved in that change in mindset, but it's, it's clearly something that anybody can do. And the re- results that it produces are profound. Well, I love what you're talking about so much that I'm not even going to go to break now because we'll go to break in at the at the half point because I think this is such an important conversation um, and uh, I want to thank you for sharing it. You've come up with a four step process um, and you know part of this is understanding why each of these four steps are important because you know you could have come up with a seven step process you could have come up with a lot of different things you know but i wanted to talk with you a bit about you know what you talked about here good news uh, good news bad news about the fact that yeah our brain is wired but we can change that 
Uh, and of course, you have a program that, you know, where you work with people to do that. I want to talk about the four steps. Uh, just give us a quick rundown of what they are. And then I want to talk about step one. Sure. Well, the first step is awareness. And, you know, a lot of the stress reactions that people are having, um, that cloud of stress that moves in and, and kind of can take over the day, it, it happens unconsciously. And you can't change something that you, you don't see. So you have to bring the pattern, your, your particular pattern of stress, into greater awareness. And, uh, and that, there's some simple tools that I present in the book, proven tools, that, that help you to do that. They keep, keep you in, in the position where you're detecting a burgeoning stress reaction so that you can step in with other tools to break it up and to keep it from going further. So that's the first step, is awareness. The second step is developing that skill set, those tools that does break up a, a burgeoning stress reaction. You know, it's achieving the mindset that changes the brain to extinguish stress reactions, and it actually changes your brain. It actually changes the structure, certain structures within your brain that... Um, that break up what's called fear conditioning that leads to you to you stressing, leads to you, and you know, in practical terms, leads to you worrying, uh, ruminating, feeling pessimistic, um, feeling at risk. Those kinds of those are brain states, and it actually changes the structure to to keep those from coming from taking over, basically. And then from there, once that once that pattern of stress has been disrupted. And your experience is now shifting to more of a stress-free experience, one that, that is calmer, one that is dealing with problems more create, creatively because your higher brain's kicking in, one that's more optimistic because your emotional brain is lighting up with positive emotions, all of that kind of thing. Once that shift is, you've, be, you've made that shift, and it, it, usually within two to three weeks, now you can move to expanding really powerful brain functions like creativity, where you're, you're um, you know, one of the things that, that makes a company really successful in this day and age is innovation. Well, you can amplify uh, the part of the brain that gives you those kind of creative insights that thinks out of the box and sees the possibility that you'll never see when you're stressed out. It's also those, that part of your brain that, that makes you um, a, a lot more effective and constructive in your relationships. You know, one of the things that happens with stress is that we tend to, the greater the stress, the research shows the greater the stress, the more, uh, you know, your home life is going to suffer. You're going you're gonna to bicker and argue and criticize the, your partner at home. Uh, you're going to blame, the, blame them for the relationship problems, missing the point that stress is really the problem behind that. Well, as you begin to resolve that stress, uh, those neuro circuits that make you great at relationships come on board, and now, now you, you've got much better chance at, at a happier, more successful relationship, a better relationship with your children. Um, you expand those kinds of functions. That, and then on top of all of that is that with the discovery that the brain is expandable, that as you meet the neurological conditions for, for that expansion, which boil down to not stressing as much, what begins to happen is you stimulate the growth of, of new connections, new networks, and your IQ goes up. Not only your, your, your uh, what's called fluid intelligence, the intelligence that lets you, makes you more successful at dealing with the world, but your emotional and social intelligence goes up so that it, it instills more joy in your work. 
more peace in your life, more more harmony and love in your relationship, and puts more spring into your step. Nothing drains your energy faster than stress. So that's that's the third step is expanding this higher brain function that that makes you amazing. You know, this, this amazing brain of ours is intended to make us amazing, and the thing that holds it back the most is how much we stress, how much anxiety. Anxiety and produces stress reactions, produce stress hormones, which actually debilitate higher brain function. So, All right. So let me ask you this question. You know, I know that what I did is, uh, it's really, you're doing some exciting work here, Don, really exciting work. You know, I, I wanted to ask you this question because I know that you have been in places where uh, things are catastrophic. I, I, and, and believe me, I get it. You know, you've worked with people that have lost everything. You know, in this country, we have uh, uh, something really interesting that has happened since uh, 9-11. We have had generations now of young people that have been raised in a level of fear that didn't exist before that. I'm not saying that people weren't afraid of things, right? But I am saying that not that level of fear. Uh, where kids having to walk through schools are checked with whether or not there's metals being detected. We also lived since in the 90s with the repeal of the psychological contract about job security. So my question really is, if we look at the day-to-day stressors that come up, that a lot of people are experiencing right now, are those handled differently than the catastrophic events, losing a loved one, losing a child, you know, uh, things like that. Um, can, can you comment on that for a little bit? I'm just trying to get a sense of, you know, what, what kinds of conditions we've caused here. You know, the, um, the, how we approach the small stressors uh, successfully by shifting our mindset from one that feels overwhelmed by the stressor to, to, to that attitude that makes us feel larger than, than the situation, than the stressor. How we handle it with, with the smaller things um, eventually predicts how we're going to handle it with the bigger things. And um, it ultimately, we're capable of reaching a state of mind in which regardless, we, we're capable of remaining calm and clear-minded and forward-moving, um, regardless of the circumstance we face, small or, or large, um, we're really capable of doing that. And you, you have to prove it to yourself. I mean, part of what my book is about is taking people through a, through a, a journey, uh, mapping the road in which they, they begin to prove that to themselves, generate that experience of being larger than the situation that they face. So that when you look back over the past and you say, well, were things better before and have they gotten worse, um, the one thing that hasn't changed from, from the past is this power of attitude to the change the way in which we deal with things. And for me, the, how I got into this field started with me facing um, an enormous stressor. In fact, I, I call it my perfect storm of stress. And it was through that that I've, I came to understand the power of our mindset, the power of our attitude to, um, to shift even, even the most dire of circumstances. I was working at the time, you mentioned, at Stanford University, and I was the chief administrator of their largest department, and I was an important person. You know, I 
climb the clear ladder. Uh, and unfortunately, my boss, the chairman of the department, we didn't agree on how to solve the department's problem. I was kind of a strong-willed young man at that point. And after three years, he fired me. Wow. And I was married. You know, I had four mm-hmm. kids, big house payment, you know, new cars to support, all of that kind of thing. It needed a big salary. And so getting fired, uh, you know, made the f- future look pretty frightening to me. Yeah. And and then nine days later, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Oh. And um, the uh, fortunately, or un- un- it seemed unfortunate at the time, but fortunately, it was a slow-growing tumor. And um, I had to get to, I was able to arrange to have the best surgeon, you know, operate on me, but he couldn't operate on me for for two months. And I, you know, I had two months to worry about how things were going to turn out. And I I really uh, thought my way into a very Mm -hmm. fearful perspective. I was really afraid of what was going to happen. It seemed to me that the disabilities that they said that I was the low end of what could happen to me were really serious disabilities. They would prevent me from being able to to function in the world, to get a job, to support my family. It seemed to me like not only was I facing a serious medical illness, but it was going to debilitate me to the point that I wouldn't be able to support my family. We're headed for the poorhouse. And one day it reached the point where I was so terrified that I actually asked myself which was worse, the circumstances that I faced in the future or how afraid I was in that very moment. And I could see how debilitating that fear was. And I began to work with just letting go, letting go, letting go, until I finally calmed down. And a a wonderful moment of peace sort of came in as I let go of all of these problems. And I could begin to see my way. Well, small things that I could do to improve my situation. I had to go back to work at the university. You know, it it was part of my golden parachute. Uh-huh. And I made a commitment when I went back to work for that one month to to be at peace. And I suddenly noticed, you know, as I went back to work, work wasn't so hard. Uh, I had a clear idea of what I controlled and didn't control. And I worked on the things that I did control. I started making a lot of progress. There were people I thought that were my enemies that I realized a lot of that had to do with my own thinking, my own misperception of people. And I started letting go of all of that and connecting with people in a different way. And by the time it came to go for surgery, I was really in a much better place. And the surgery turned out to be uh, enormously successful. In fact, it made my surgeon rather famous. (laughs) And today what they would say was, why was that surgery that wasn't supposed to be so successful? Why was it successful? And today we explain it. It's that mind-body connection that produces a better result. And I even got my job back. The dean of the medical wow. school saw this guy with this great attitude in the face of very dire circumstances. He wanted to keep that attitude on his team. Um, and that was a breakthrough, a huge breakthrough in my life, which led me into the work that I did, the kinds of wow. things that you talked about. And what I've seen over and over again over a lot of years is this extraordinary capacity in ordinary people to rise above even the most difficult situations. And as they do, they, to see how they would recover the psychological and brain function that allowed them to, to 
overcome what they were facing and to continue to move their life forward. I've seen that happen over and over in situations that most people would believe was not possible to do it, and they did it through the power of attitude. And what science has now discovered is that very same power of attitude, that attitude that, that can face things and move beyond things, that makes you larger than circumstances, actually rewires your brain to turn on all the brain function that makes you successful in life, that makes you happier in life, that makes you healthier in life. And uh, that's, it's, they, they call it the most important discovery in medical science in the last 400 years because it means that the, the, our mental state has a great deal to determine with the quality of life that we are going to live at every level of life that matters. Wow. You know, I mean, this is really kind of the, you know, the tipping point for so many people. Thank you so much for sharing that. Don, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the three, we're going to talk about the three steps. But more, more importantly, we're going to talk about, you know, what happens if we don't take action on our own behalf? You know, how, how is it? that we can go through stress day in, day out, and actually believe it doesn't have a profound effect on our bodies, our emotional and mental states, and our lives and people in our lives. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be talking with Don Joseph Goey about the end of stress. We'll let you know how you can find out more about him, how you could find out more about his coaching program, as well as get a copy of his book. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. Well, you only need the light when it's burning low Only miss the sun when it starts to snow Only know you love her when you let her go If not today, one day you will need chiropractic care. Before you choose one, get a copy of this special report. Five keys to selecting the right chiropractor. Available free, and you can read it in about six minutes. Get the care you need, when you need it, from the right chiropractor. Visit wellnessone.net or call toll-free 866-499-7509. Go to wellnessone.net or call 866-499-7509. In retirement, will you have enough money to live life on your terms? Everyone has retirement questions. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. In fact, 93% of clients who've had the Confident Retirement Approach conversation feel more confident about their retirement. Call Jeff Packman Financial Advisor at 425-453-0272 for your Confident Retirement conversation today. Office is located at 601 108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. Percentage based on Ameriprise Financial Confident Retirement Client Survey as of December 2013. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated. A registered investment advisor, Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. The Women and Wisdom Fall Festival is right around the corner. Join them at the North Seattle Community College Conference Center October 11th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Free admission. Festivities include a silent auction, healers, educational booths, delicious food, 
and a variety of vendors. Don't miss this fun-filled event. For more information, visit womenofwisdom.org. That's womenofwisdom.org. See you there. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. When you're feeling low Only hate the road when you're missing home Only know you love her when you let her go And you let her go A great song, Benny, for the topic today You gotta let her go, right? I don't know how I don't know how schooled we are in the whole letting go thing, boy. I'll tell you, <laughs> that's why we're going to have to work with the, you know, we're going to have to work with Don because I mean, if there was something that we don't know how to do well, it's letting go, letting go of anything. Uh, and you know, that's a whole show that we could do all by itself. You know, Don, thank you for joining us here today. Before we jump back in, um, because we do have a lot to talk about today. Um, you know, especially about, you, you know, I want to have a little chit chat with you about step three. Um, I wanted to uh, have you let folks know the best way they can find out more about you, how they can get a copy of your book, where they can find out about your coaching programs. And for those of you out there that are listening from work and you want Dawn to come into your workplace, we'll let you know how you could do that. Please go ahead. Well, if you want to find out uh, more about me, you can go to my website, um, donjosephgoey.com, and Goey spelled G-O-E-W-E-Y. Uh, coaching services are there. The, I, I do most of my work inside of corporations, big corporations, so uh, and small companies as well. And if you're interested in that, in this program to change the, your work culture, uh, my company is called ProAttitude, and it's proattitude.com. Um, and if you want, if you're interested in knowing more about the whole process that leads, you know, the crosses the river of stress to get you to the promised land where your brain function really lights up, then you can buy my book. My book's designed as a, a kind of workshop in a book. It leads you through a four to eight week process in which you go, you make this change mindset to change your brain, and it's supported by a, a, a website that gives you tools and um, worksheets and audio files to, to uh, enhance the process, the learning process there. And the name of that book is The End of Stress, as you know, from we've been talking about it here, and you can get that at Amazon.com. Awesome. Awesome. 
you know, um, before the break, you know, we were we, we were talking about, you know, a number of different things. We were talking about, and and thank you so much for, you know, just sharing what you did. I, I think for a lot of folks, um, and I, I, I don't want to, to say this kind of, you know, haphazardly, um, we have, I think, as a society, have said yes to stress. I believe we have. Um, and I don't believe we actually know it. I mean, I can think about times in my life where, you know, my level of stress was through the roof, but I didn't even know it. I didn't know it. Um, and so what you have been able to do is open a door for us to not only recognize it, but in the middle of recognizing it, to do something about it immediately. Now, why is that important? And then, and then moving forward, you know, how to set ourselves up so that we can reduce the stress to begin with. You know, it's kind of like the one-two punch, if I might say. You know, it's like, what do we do now when we're smack dab in the middle of it? But what can we do proactively? Do you see what I mean, Don? Sure. I definitely, definitely see what you mean. You know, the, um, the first step that, that I covered in the last segment, you know, is about awareness. And it's exactly yeah. for the reason that you just stated, is that uh, often off of our radar screen, you know, uh, this, the difficult stress that's coming up in us, we, we, we don't detect it in time to do anything about it. And what happens, you know, neurologically, we got 90 seconds to interrupt a stress reaction before it dumps all these stress hormones into our system that, that, that wreak havoc on our capacity to perform, on our ability to, to relate in a positive way to other people, you know, in terms of our health and our energy, all of that. I mean, it has a devastating effect on us, particularly over the long haul. And most of us recognize it from afar, that these problems come with a life of stress. But the research shows 83% of us are doing nothing about it. That's, that's a horrendously high number. And most of us have given up on it. And part of the reason is is that uh, stress management for the last 40 years have been the programs that have come forward to help us deal with it, but they haven't worked. In that period of time, 30, stress went up 30% in America. And I think, you know, when I originally would go into corporations to talk about making this change within their company, most of, most of the HR people and the CEOs had given up on solving stress. They... they it was like the ocean is to fish. You know, you just got to swim in it. It's not true. So what, what we know now is, is that you can fundamentally change this, and it takes awareness. There was an interviewer. I did an interview for the book a week or so ago, and the interviewer said, you know, I don't have very much stress at all in my life. And she said, but what I would like to do for the interview is I'd like to take your stress test that's in your book and then we'll go from there. And I said, okay. And so she took the stress test, and of the 20 questions, she 16, she checked 16 of them. She had an incredibly high level of stress, and she kept looking down at these, these answers that she had given and beginning to realize, my goodness, I need to deal with this. Well, it's true. You know, stress isn't something that you should someday do something about. It's imperative to deal with it today. But like you say we're sort of made stress the new normal in our culture. And so what my book is about, and the reason I felt compelled to write it, is to change that. 
That should not be the new normal. Higher brain function that's leading to more joy in your work, more peace in your day, more love in your relationship. That's the new normal that we need, and that's the new normal that's achievable. And in a relatively short period of time, with, with processes and tools, that proven processes and tools, that, that work quickly that, and that anyone can do, that anyone can work with. They're not difficult at all. For example, you want me to give you an example of a tool? Yeah, yeah, do it. I'm going to skip the next there, break because I gotta, I'm writing this stuff down. Go for it. <laughs> there's, a, there's 12 tools in the book, and as I said, they're all proven. I didn't make them up. I, the whole book's based on what works, what the science says works. And uh, the, the interesting thing about these tools is that they can build your capacity um, to be calmer, more creative, more optimistic as you face the ups and downs that come in the course of a day, of a busy day. And the beautiful thing about the, uh, most of the tools is they're exquisitely simple, like the clear button. The clear button busts up stressful thinking. You know, we human beings, as I said before, we create all kinds of stressful events purely in our head that generate these upsetting emotions and create a perception of threat that, you know, that worry study showed that doesn't even exist. And yet it sets off these stress reactions, releases these stress hormones that do all the damage. So the clear button is the remedy to that. The CEOs that I work with, they, they love this too. They, they swear by it. And so you imagine there's a button at the center of your palm. So hold up your left hand and look at your palm. And imagine there's a button and press it. And as you press it, you simply count to three, thinking of each number as a color. So breathe in, count one, think red. Breathe in, count two, think blue. Breathe in, count three, think green. And now as you exhale, let your mind go completely blank for a moment. And as you bring your attention back to the stressor at hand, make the commitment to be at peace inside, whatever's going on outside, understanding that that attitude of calm, that attitude of peace, is what gives you the brain, the higher brain function, to make the best decisions that you need to make, to analyze the situation in the best way. And the reason that this tool works neurologically, biologically, is that that part of the brain that sets off stress reaction literally has the intelligence of a two-year-old, literally. And every parent knows that you don't use logic or reason on a two-year-old, on a toddler who's in the throes of a, of a, of a temper tantrum. You distract them. Well, the button, the number, the, the color, it's a form of distraction. And what, what happens is in that moment where things begin to quiet down, in your brain and in your mind, your brain naturally shifts from that terrible two in the brain that's going to set off a bunch of stress hormones into your bloodstream to the higher brain where intelligence is going to flow. And now you're going to be more successful at work or at school or whatever you're doing, gardening, if you're doing gardening or playing golf, if you're playing golf, you're going to be better at it simply because you've made this shift. And it all started with simply collapsing that stressful thinking before it got to that 90, got, it gets you through that 90-second window before stress hormones start making everything crazy. Well, you know, let's talk about this. You're right. I mean, because once we hit that, 
once we hit our stress stride, as I like to call it, man, <laughs> it's hard to get our attention to slow us down until we hit a bottom, right? You know, it's, I, I, I know you and I have been through a lot of stressful things in our lives, and it, sometimes it can feel like a free fall. And, you know, what we're looking for is either a quick parachute or somebody to just grab onto us really quickly and, and at least give us that level of awareness. So, you know, as we say so often in our culture, you know, prevention is really the direction we want to go. But even if we don't get there, you know, what you've provided allows us to catapult ourselves back up. You know, there's a saying that, what goes up must come down. What I tend to believe is what goes down must come up. And, you know, I want to talk with you about what you've discovered that people can do, especially when you talk about step three expansion. Well, the step three expansion um, is is another uh, process that's exquisitely simple. Um, the part of the brain, so Let's take, let's take the area of expansion that makes you more creative. What's more expansive mm. than creativity, right? Oh, I love it. This is my favorite. It's, I think it's everybody's favorite. And, um, you know, it's, it's what makes – creativity is what makes work fun, really. And stress hormones, stress reactions really uh, dampen down the brain function that allows you to, to, to have a creative insight. And so um, – the part of the brain that gives you those creative insights is called the right brain, and there's a lot I could tell you. There's a lot I, I discuss the right brain in there, but the right brain is this wonderful feature that makes you intuitive, that makes you calm, that, that makes you th- that allows you to think out of the box, that, that kind of connects the dots in those wonderful ways where suddenly you you see how something fits together when it all looked like it was in pieces. And um, when you're stressed, it's it's shut down. And the re- the way in which you you'll know that this right brain is, is uh, you recognize the right brain is think back to when you know you had a busy day and you were trying to solve a problem and uh, you took a hot shower. And as you relaxed in that hot shower, you, you suddenly had this aha aha. That's what I need to do. It just kind of bursts out. People it happens to people all the time. Well, that's because the stress, your stress, because of the warm shower, your stress level quieted down, alpha wave activity increased, turned on your right brain. Your right brain went out into the rest of your brain, gathered everything up, connected the dots for you, and delivered it in this amazing, magical moment called aha. Well, you can increase that without having to run to take a shower every five minutes. You increase that uh, simply by taking breaks at work which is another thing in our very stressful culture mm-hmm. we discourage people from doing. We think that breaks are unproductive. Unproductive. They're, they're absolutely the opposite. It's, it's called, it activates a, a cycle called BRAC, which is the basic rest activity uh, cycle. And um, what happens is, is that, you know, when you, for example, when you get to work in the morning, um, if you're, you know, you're fairly stress-free as you arrive at work, you jump into your work, you know, you feel energy, you're kind of moving along at a good pace, and um, things, are, things are, are getting are well-organized and you're well-focused as you go about your work. And then at some point, you know, 
usually for me, it's I get up from my desk and I'll head across to pick a to get a file that I that I want to retrieve. And by the time I get across to the room, I I can't. What what am I doing over here? I can't remember why I came over here. Right. Well, that's because there are these ions that are made up of spe- uh, specific kinds of chemicals that the gamma waves. Gamma waves are what allow you to be a peak performer. The gamma waves your brain produce, they are fueled by these ions, and you get a supply of them that is good for anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours. And these gamma waves burn through your supply of of ions in that period of time, and then you feel fatigued. Your memory is not as good. Your focus is not as good. um, Your performance is not as good. Uh, but all it takes is 15 minutes for those ions to be completely replenished, which means you doing nothing for 15 minutes. You know, you getting up from your desk, not taking your iPhone with you, going to a window, and looking out the window at what the day's doing. Look at the sunlight. Look at what the clouds are doing. Smell the roses for a second. Just completely relax, understanding that you're replenishing these, these brain fuels, fuel stores, so that when you come back to work, you're fresher, and then you, you take off. And this is the way in which we sustain peak performance, not just achieve it for a little while, but sustain it throughout the day, throughout the week. And they've also found in the research it's how great musicians or great artists um, or great writers achieve mastery in their art form is that they typically take these breaks at these interviews, intervals that somehow they have intuitively know how to do it. Yeah. Well, that's how we achieve mastery in whatever it is that we're doing in our work, in our lives. It could be simpler. Take a break. And if it, your boss disagrees with them, pull out my book and show them, tell them to read that chapter because this is the key to productivity, the yeah. key to sustaining peak performance. And, you know, let's talk about what a take a break means, take a point to take a break means, what taking a break means. Here's the other dilemma that we have, right? You, you and I are two different people. And Benny, we're three, three different people. Now, what does taking a break look like for me? Okay, it may be very, very different than taking a break for you. So the other thing we do is as bosses in an organization or organizations, they define taking a break. So let me give let's talk about what that means. Sometimes it may mean take five minutes and go downstairs and, you know, or go get yourself something to drink or this. But, you know, aren't we finding now that taking a break may be something as simple as stepping away from whatever you're doing on the computer and play a game of Bejeweled on your little tablet or phone. But yet, we don't want to recognize that for people. You know, so how, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Am I, in, am I on track with that, uh, Dawn? Yeah, but you know, the, yes, you are. Um, but one of the things is that if you're playing a game, you're, st- you're still uh, needing some of those gamma waves that you've... Uh, yeah. They eat up those ions, and so really the best way to take a break, and and I think that you're getting to a good point. People have different ways of doing it, but the the best way to take a break is to really unplug for 15 minutes, yeah. and to step into a whole different thing. You know, and one of the, one of the one of the things that the research shows that uh, really calms us and and refuels us is nature. So if mm-hmm. you go to a window, even if you're looking out at a parking lot that Still, you have the sky. You know, yeah. you just kind of let go to the day, let go to life, 
trust the trust that your brain is refueling and that you don't have to please don't take your your smartphone with you because you know you're just, you're just continuing it um and but you know i think that what you're saying too you know th- there are brain games uh, yeah. th- those kind of video games that yeah. can help you so kind of research that out but the simple but you know the exquisitely simple thing about taking a break is that you don't have to do anything you don't have to you don't have to really go anywhere except to a window and if you can step outside and walk around the building that's even better because that pushes oxygen uh, to your brain, oxygen and glucose, which is another f- fuel source for your brain. Yeah, and isn't that really the lesson here for organizations as well that manage people? You know, not to come up with these ridiculous rules. You know, there are some organizations where you can't take a break outside the building. I mean, this is how this is how far down the rabbit hole we go to demonstrate that we don't even understand how stress works. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, you yeah, exactly. I, I can't even imagine what a conversation, you know, between you and a boss, you know, where you're telling him or her, you know what, we really don't want your people to stay at their desk and take a break. Uh, What would you think if they got up? I I mean, this is really sort of the message we have to give uh, to to people and and especially people in, in the leadership of what we do. Don, thank you for a fabulous, fabulous show. I know we didn't get to talk to about everything, but I but I would love for you to tell folks a little bit more about your programs, how to get a copy of the book. And then one last question. What is your personal message for today? My personal message is is that uh if stress is a problem in your life, uh there there's a a, a solution to it that you can feel very hopeful about. And it's not only a solution to the problem of stress, it's the doorway to, to a happier, a more successful, more peaceful life in which your relationships, the, the relationships that matter are going to even work better. It's all within your hands. It's within the power of your attitude. And this book that I wrote will take, gives you a roadmap to building that attitude and that the change that that we're all reaching for is is achievable in a very short period of time, in a matter of weeks. We yeah. just have to begin to make make this wanting this change more important than being afraid. That's what it boils down to. Not valuing fear anymore. Understanding we have the power to transcend it, and in transcending it, gives us the brain power to create a, a good life for ourselves. Thank you so much for a great show. Give us your website again, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, the website is uh, Don Joseph Goey, G-O-E-W-E-Y, dot com for for blogs and things like that. And if you're interested in it for your company, ProAttitude dot com. Wow, thank you so much, Don. Thank you for a great, great show. It's been an honor to chat with you. And please, thank you for doing all the great work you're doing in the world. The honor's been all mine, Pat. Thank you. Wow, what a great show, everyone. A lot has been said here. You know, for those of you out there that think you don't have time to take care of oneself, please know that it isn't a matter of time. It's a matter of your well-being. You know, you are first and foremost important in life in order to be of service of anyone, your children, your spouse, bosses. So take time to listen to this show again if you haven't heard it all and take time to read the book, The End of Stress, and say yes to living a life of joy and peace and abundance. We'll see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show. 
called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Welcome to Smile Big, nominee of Seattle's Top Dentist Awards. Here at Smile Big, we offer restorative, cosmetic, and preventative dentistry. Some of our regular dental services include tooth-colored fillings, crowns, bridges, implants, bleaching, cosmetic bonding, and complete smile restoration. Dr. James Rosenwald and Dr. Susan Aptoner won't be smiling until you are smiling. Call now to schedule a visit with Seattle's Top Dentists. Our number is 425-454-4040. You can even visit our website at smilebig.com. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease. It's when every part of the body works together effortlessly, relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge, and when overcharged or undercharged, dis-ease occurs. And it is an effort to go through our day. We are able to determine the exact dis-ease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. In retirement, will you outlive your money? It's a common question for people approaching retirement, but it doesn't need to weigh on you. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Jeff Packman, Financial Advisor, today at 425-453-0272. Office is located at 601-108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. The Confident Retirement Retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., member of FINRA and SIPC. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio, the best in talk radio. If not today... One day you will need chiropractic care. Before you choose one, get a copy of this special report, Five Keys to Selecting the Right Chiropractor, available free, and you can read it in about six minutes. Get the care you need, when you need it, from the right chiropractor. Visit wellnessone.net or call toll-free 866-499-7509. Go to wellnessone.net or call 866-499-7509. Zero nine. Sky Siegel co-hosts one of today's most popular psychic shows, Angels and Answers, with Artie Hoffman as she communicates healing messages from the spirit world. These messages can be astounding, enlightening, and life-changing. Born with the God-given talent of inner guidance and the amazing ability to heal, Sky has healed thousands of people. Schedule a reading with Sky now. Call 908-500-1474 and visit skyofangels.com. 